Thank you for joining us for Married at First Sight, season 16, episode one, Marry Me in Tennessee. Adorable. I appreciate that. From the jump, were you surprised with how many couples or how many folks on the show aren't actually from Nashville? Yeah, I don't really see the point anymore if they are recruiting nationally to have specific cities for each season. What's the point? Because you're going to come across the exact same thing of, well, who's going to move? Whose career is more flourishing? You're going to go through all these things that you would have anyway. At this point, the city does not matter. How did you feel about watching each couple, no, each individual have to do a slow-mo workout? I don't understand if they're trying to build more of a character introduction, but can't we talk about, I mean, unless this is legitimately everyone's hobby, which more power to you, but why can't we show a little bit more of what their actual hobbies are or maybe not have the exact same hobby displayed? I mean, it almost, it almost seems lazy. Like we, we have to have default to a workout scene. And what are they trying to sell with this? Like if you work out, you're a well-rounded person and you're mentally stable. Like what are we trying to put out there with this? Or you're trying to display someone who's, who's, I don't know. Yeah. Like a well-rounded individual, but then you're thinking, well, then why are you on this show? It, <laughs> Brutal. It, well, well, that's what I mean. I mean, so everyone's on this show because they've had issues finding a partner with the traditional means or from what we've seen in past seasons, sometimes it's something about them. They just haven't been confronted with it. A lot of the time it's them, I've noticed. At the start of every season, it's so funny how I'm just not attached to anyone. Everyone's a stranger. And as we get into the sixth months of this show, we really kind of pick who we like, who we don't like, who's just crazy and doesn't need to be with anyone i have to say though these four weeks or whatever it was was not enough time maths needs to let me miss them yeah they're kind of stuck because they need to maintain viewership so it's almost like they need to keep you going something that it seems like 90 day has perfected like as soon as something is ending another season starting of something else or a different spinoff. I do like that it does tend to be a different spinoff, though. We don't ever have, well, usually, it's never a 90-day OG with a 90-day OG. It's like 90-day, then it's the other way. I remember in past seasons, um, even before we were podcasting, there's always this, um, maybe this naiveness we carry as viewers where we're rooting for every couple in the beginning. I feel like for us, that has definitely shifted with how we think about if these relationships are going to work. I totally agree. Always at the end, we always kind of finish the season with, oh, we just want everyone to be happy, healthy, whether that's with someone or not, work on yourself. But it's almost making me at this point, I mean, we have watched every season. It, eh, you're you're going a little cautiously now. (laughs) Maybe it just took us this long to learn from our past mistakes and just know that, the sad truth is that there's just no way all of these couples are going to work out. Possibly none of them. I mean, that's just the way it is and the way it has been, sadly, for Mavs. Um, even though, you know, we would like to root for all of them. But there's just things that we've seen or things that we predict um, will just lead to these couples not. And then also that we can kind of go back to our thought of they're recruiting now, essentially nationwide, because I think their success rate is so low 
you're not getting enough quality, quotation marks, people in each individual city. Right. Imagine yourself as someone wanting to, th- or thinking about being on this show. If the prior season they were 0 for 5, I mean, how much weight are you really giving these experts to match you up with someone that could possibly be your forever partner? It's so funny. Leon was hosting a game night last night. His brother came and I was like, all right, guys, bye, everyone. Like, I have to go upstairs and watch maths. And so then no one knew what it was. So I had to give like a spiel really quickly of what it was. And his brother asked me, would you ever go on that show? And I said, I don't think so, because I know I'm super picky and everyone annoys the crap out of me. So I know I am not meant for this. I'm going to walk out first week because I have nothing to lose. Like nothing matters. And he said, I asked him the same and he said, absolutely. I have nothing to lose. Who cares? (laughs) I do enjoy at the beginning of every season, Maths really tries to sell you on everyone in a way they have to. I mean, you have to like them or they want you to like them they want you to be interested but we know and you can kind of see it through this first episode where family members make little comments like someone's a ball of fire and i just can't wait to see the unraveling that we get to watch of who these folks really are should we jump into introductions first let's do it okay Let's just go in order. Kirsten, 32 years old, Miss Great Expectations. She has been paired with Shaquille, 31 years old, the devout workaholic. Kirsten has some red flags immediately to me. I'm all about being picky as a picky gal myself, but I don't think you can successfully be on this show if you're picky. I think we've just had a lot of instances on this show in the past where the folks that end up succeeding, it's almost like um, they really do compromise or they just don't have this. And I'm not saying Kirsten does have this, but like a crazy long list of attributes, qualities, um, whether physical or not physical on their partner. They almost they're very open minded and they are willing to fall in love with whoever is presented to them. And I, it just seems like from Kirsten's introduction that a lot of her wants in her partner are physical. I mean, I think everything she rattled off 90, maybe like 80% of it was physical traits. Not only that, she mentioned some of them were non-negotiables. So it's kind of hard to give her a lot of leeway there. Also thing with successful couples is I feel like a lot of them kind of grow in love. So there are those compromises. You do give people a chance. I don't see her giving Shaquille a, Fair chance. One couple that comes to mind. Do you remember Miles and Karen? From yeah. Season? Yeah. They definitely grew in love. Uh, they might be done. Well, they, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying no one really knows but, right now. But look at their success compared to so many other couples. Mirla. <laughs> just real quick. Side tangent. We were all bamboozled that season. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that, but, but I real, won't real go talk, on, Real but... talk. What do you think of Kirsten as, fa- as far as... Just her intro. You had a little point of the way she introduced herself was a bit odd. I didn't love the way she introduced herself. And then, okay, this happened a few times in the show where I figure your voiceovers, you're probably super nervous. This is the first time you've done something like this. So I definitely give them a lot of grace. But some things I picked up and I laughed at. (laughs) But I'll go through her introduction, like the full thing, and then I'll come back to that. So she has a high standard for men because she holds herself to such a high standard. She has a master's degree in business education and a bachelor's degree in health 
Service Administration. Now, I don't know why you're mentioning a lesser degree after the master degree. So, for example, like my bachelor in science, but I have a high school degree. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But again, Grace, you're probably nervous. You just want to mention your different degrees versus a bachelor's and a master's in the same focus. But she uses neither because <laughs> she's a real estate agent, which is fine. You probably make more bank there anyway. We are probably nitpicking and I'm totally fine with people calling me out and I'm probably an asshole. But I did think it was odd to do that level of intro versus just saying education is very important to me. Whereas I would assume a lot of what she learned with those degrees don't exactly correlate to. They don't. But I think they had her mention it because that is a main reason that she was matched with Shaquille. Is they're both high education and they both want someone also highly educated. So they probably like, especially with them, made them read off all degrees. Granted, okay, I'm being way too nitpicky about this and I'll totally admit it. But Shaq wasn't like, I have a bachelor's in this. I have a master's in this and my doctorate's going to be in this. He said he's working on his PhD. And that was it. And he's, we, he's, finishing, he's finishing up his PhD. And we know what that means. I don't know why I'm so <laughs> spending so much time on this. Let's continue. On her wish list is she wants someone just as educated as her, just as good looking as her, physically fit, tall, handsome, hardworking, well-dressed, nice teeth, face-based, positive mindset, ambitious, because she is also all of those things. It's a lot. It's a long wish list. I don't know if there's a human on this planet that could fit that. The experts have mentioned in the past, you're never going to get a 10 out of 10. I think she, she mentioned she wants a 12 out of 10. <laughs> they said you're going to, I mean, actually, no, this reminds me of Indian matchmaker when she says you're going to get 70% yeah. or something on your list. You're going to get a C. If you have this crazy list, you're going to get 70%. Some folks say like, no, th there's no changes to my list. Yeah. I wish we covered Indian matchmaking instead of binging it in like one day. <laughs> Overall, I do like Kirsten. I think she has... Just a really good vibe about her. Very positive. Yeah, I would be her friend. We would be great friends. But I just don't know who she would fit with as a partner. She says, I don't give everyone a chance. I'm just allowing this process to guide me. I'm opening my heart and mind to allow something good to happen. Which is great. That's what you have to do. So I hope that her long list of things that she wants does not cloud that. I feel like I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. Okay. Let's move on to Shaquille. I love his friends. I love that everyone was so shocked when he said he's getting married. Their first response is, to who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reactions, some of them were very bright, very uplifting, very happy for their, for their friend, family member. Some didn't go that way, but it would take a close, kind of crazy friends to be totally cool with you marrying a stranger. What, what would your reaction be? Say one of your best friends sits you down and says, I'm marrying someone I never met for a show in two weeks. I would probably be cursing a lot like some friends did. <laughs> I would be pretty excited. I would probably be asking like a whole bunch. If I didn't know about this process, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, what did you do? Like, how, how did this come about? I would be so excited. Also, my first question is like, am I invited? Because I need to see For everything. Sure. I need to see this sure. person. I need to see the first look. Get with me after. I'll tell you my analysis. <laughs> like, when can I meet this individual? Yeah. I'll start my questions. 
So Shaquille does seem quite faith-based. He was in a car accident when he was seven years old. Him and everyone were actually ejected from the car, and he was no longer allowed to play sports until eighth grade. Due to this, he decided to base his focus on academics. Currently, he is the executive director of enrollment services at Tennessee State University, and he is working on his doctorate. Do you think he just took this job because he was applying for maths? Because when he's talking to his friends, he's just saying it wasn't just a job. I came here for love. So was it love in general or the show? That would be an interesting move if you had those options, because if this ends up working out, he does now have a career in the city where most likely his partner is from. Which is nice. That's a big, it's a big plus. Unlike, okay, so the other contestant, not a contestant, individual, I don't know what we call them. <laughs> the other person moved here five weeks ago and is crashing with his friend's parents. Like, that's different. Yeah, that's a bit, that was a bit odd to me. We'll get to it in a moment. I do, I do like Shaquille. What did you get from Maths Mafia on Twitter? I mean, what was the vibe around Shaquille? Okay, the general vibe is there's no way... This is going to work or at least not on an initial attraction based relationship. If there is an open communication and that kind of like love relationship grows, there's a chance. But by the preview we saw, I'm going to have to believe Twitter that this is not happening. I'm taking any and all previews with a heavy grain of salt. I just think we've been duped and bamboozled (laughs) like way too many times. Do you want to do a prediction on them? Oh, that's a good question. Should we do predictions at the end end or at the end of each introduction? Um, Maybe introduction and then we'll just move on to the other parts. Okay. So let me finish up with his introduction. I did find it interesting that he said that through his dating, he always found himself in long distance relationships. How does that happen? Is it, are you on the apps and your radius is just so large? I'm assuming that's what it is. He's casting a wide net. Right. Because if you're doing the traditional dating, I mean, you're going to meet people in your city and just in your vicinity. So I found that interesting. And then I wrote down a quote. He says, maybe I need someone to slip a ring on my finger to say, hey, you're in a marriage now. You're in a relationship. Make it happen. And that feels wrong, too. I don't don't feel like that strategy is going to work. No, because it's like, hey, you're trapped now. Make it work. And that's not how definitely this type of marriage works because everyone's just walking away. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty much the end of his introduction. Give me your prediction. Okay, wait, wait, wait. While you think of that, Pastor Cal says that they will be the ultimate power couple. I think they both have a lot of really good qualities. Again, this is the way too early predictions. I don't know if any other pods we follow are going to do predictions this soon versus the wedding, which we might be fucking up not watching the weddings anyways it's so funny while we were watching this so i mean since the break me and leon have periodically talked about when are we giving our predictions are we waiting till they see each other are we knowing who they are as individuals episode one when do we give our predictions i mean the two early predictions might be good because the weddings kind of give you a lot of insight that's why i like doing them then but i figured i'll give leon this one (laughs) let him do his early predictions so I do agree they're great individuals, but will... Okay, also, the prediction is, are they going to say yes on decision day? Not, are they going to work long term? Because that's just a whole other thing. 
I feel like that's a scam because we've seen way too many decision days where oh, you're it's, right. it's total BS. Like they break up two weeks later. I mean, the theory is that you get paid if you say yes. So of course you're gonna say yes, split the money and break up. But anyway, we can't okay. how do you wanna do it then? I'm gonna It has to be decision day. It has to be our we'll, we'll do that. We we have to. Um I'm gonna say it's a yes. I think they grow in love throughout the season. <laughs> I think that she will say no and he will say yes. Okay. And that they don't work long term. Is that mean? Kind of. Okay, our next couple. Leon, can you tell me how you told me to spell this individual's name when we were watching it live on Wednesday? People are really going to go after me, I swear. <laughs> I hope you don't. I just, my brain works in stupid ways. No, it's like... just how you read it and how you regurgitated it back to me okay. when I was taking notes. I think... And I laughed so hard. I think Ellie said, oh, how do you spell Dominique's name? And I was like... Dom, why, Nikwe, duh. <laughs> why? It's so fucking stupid. But honestly, it worked, this, and okay. then I wrote it correctly. Please hit hit us up on Twitter at From the Fryer. Like, if your brain is weird as fuck like mine and just thinks of things like that, please let me know that I'm not alone in my weird mindset. Hey, kids of the '90s, you break up words, you sound them out. It's fine. So we have Dominique, 25 years old, the old soul, who has been matched with McKinley, 34, the introverted dreamer. Now, right off the bat, I got to have a rant. Where is this old soul coming from? Oh, we were we were vibing on this immediately. Like, I don't even think we communicated and we were both hitting the same stride. I, I saw nothing overly mature. I mean... I At 25 somebody, years old, she's exactly where you would expect a 25-year-old to be. I think be. we saw her watering a plant and making some coffee, and I'm just like, <laughs> is this supposed to scream old soul to me? That's what I I don't know. Because old soul to me is like you're looking up retirement plans and breaking <laughs> things out and, I don't know, working, like making tea or something with a tea. You joke that I am an old lady, which oh, I've sure. accepted. For sure. So I consider myself an old soul, and this is what it means. As a kid... I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. And so my mom, to keep me entertained, I would knit. I would crochet. I would pin needle. I would bake. It's not called pin needle. Cross stitch. There we go. But all these things that I carried into adulthood and just, I don't know. I just hung out with my mom and her friends. So I know all of these things and I still exercise those things. And I don't know. I just feel like every report card was... She's an old soul. She's mature. She's, you know, so I don't know. Dominique's over here talking about like girls night priority, bachelor parties or excuse me, bachelorette parties, birthday parties. That's what I look forward to. And that was just none of that screamed old soul. No. And then seeing her interact with people was not screaming old soul. So let's go into her introduction. She's telling her friends by the pool which was strange because they were drinking mimosas in what looked like the rain. I don't know. Maybe in Houston or what am I, why am I saying Houston? Maybe in Nashville, it's one of those places where it rains and then it's like done for the day. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, just everything was wet. We should ask our friends that recently moved to Nashville. Oh, we should. What the weather's <laughs> like. They're married. Otherwise, I would have suggested them for this show. <laughs> oh, I don't know if anyone has been here this long, but when the Houston season came on, I was telling my friend, like, they're recruiting. She is the best. She is so funny. I was like, you would be picked. Absolutely. You're amazing. Get on this show. And then I saw what a shit show. She No, she would become a national star if, yeah. she, if she was on mass. <laughs> and so 
I saw what a shit show the season was. And then I texted her and I said, I'm so sorry that I even suggested. I'm so glad you did not get matched with any of these people because it would have been my fault. So we meet Dominique. She says, if I were to get married, I would need to limit my girl's night out. Doesn't scream an old soul. <laughs> Does not. I would I think of old souls as like homebodies. Yeah. You know, Netflix and chill, maybe. Her friend says that her future husband would have to allow her to have girls' night out. And if not, she would make her divorce him. I felt like all her and all of her friends had such a young energy to them. The way they talked, the way they carried themselves, the way they may talk about future plans. It felt real young. And that's not a bad thing. She's 25. She's young. I don't want her to have to hold herself to the standard of old soul. I am mature. Have fun. That's another thing that was surprising about her introduction. If I remember correctly, it was her mom that signed her up for this. Yes. And then after thinking about it, she decided to move forward with it, which still is weird because you didn't. You, that was planted for there, you. There should be something in writing that's like, no, someone else cannot enter you into this. Well, I'm sure the mom just signed the paperwork as her. Like, say you fill out an online survey sure, and sure. was just like, yep, I agree to these terms. Dominique says that she would describe herself as an old soul. I'm more mature than most people my age. And she feels that she gets a lot of that from being a single mom and only child. And I rewinded that like three times. Because, again, I think they're nervous. They're saying things that don't necessarily make sense. I thought we had our first single mom on maps. Again, tons of grace. They're probably nervous. It's fine. I loved that her and her mom went fishing together. I think that's a unique daughter-mother bonding time, and it's so cute. But look how different than it was in some generic-ass workout scene. Yes, I loved it way more. I can see, yeah, you clearly do this with your mom. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they had pictures of her even younger. They were fishing together. I'm sure from a production standpoint, it's probably too much of a pain in the ass to like plan all these very unique things and like show us what you do as a hobby versus just throw on some shorts and yoga pants and go fucking. Take That's a true. Like, let's just make this cookie cutter trying to get it over with. Dominique and her friends cheers by the pool while saying adios, fuck boys. Yeah. 25 is just. That is so young. And that is energy that is also reflected on other cast members when they meet, um, excuse me, when they meet Dominique. But that is incredibly young. So, spoiler, you were younger when we got married, but we were together for so long. You were 24. Yeah, we've been together since high school. Yeah. So it's a little different, but also me and you had a serious sit down before we got married. And I, we were like, do we want to do it this young? Mm -hmm. And it was a yes, but. But there was also. There's a lot more to it. But there's also no pressure to get married. No, for us, there wasn't. Yeah, there's no pressure to get married. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I would consider you more mature than Dominique at 25. But the fact, the actions of her mom seems like her mom really wants her child married. Yeah, and that's weird. I I know her reasoning was she didn't like anyone that Dominique was with previously. It was always the bad guy. She didn't pick good guys, but I don't feel like getting married solves that. We didn't get what Dominique does for a living, did we? No, I don't think so. Because I do always like to see what they do. I'm probably reading too much into it. Does Dominique probably still live with her mom? No, because she had that apartment. I can't imagine her living with her mom in that apartment. Like I call my mom all the time. It's like, why would you call if you live together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. This isn't an Alyssa situation. Right, right. Okay. 
Then we meet McKinley, who moved from Flint, Michigan four months ago. Now I'm trying to think, is that timeline too much? No, it was, no, no, it wasn't even that. From what I remember, he's only been living with his buddy's parents for like two months. Interesting. Two to four months, maybe mm. the whole math maths process. Who knows? But okay. I'm not moving anywhere for a show. Here's, just here's a rub. Like you said uh, in the intro, what's what's the plan here? Like, let's say this works out and you're like, well, my whole life's in Michigan. So my plan's to move back there. Like but maybe I, he doesn't have a lot holding him in Michigan. That's true. I guess if it works out and you find your life partner, it'd be a big reason to move to a yeah, different city. It's true. McKinley considers himself a sleeper, introverted and shy. But after getting to know him, he's fun, outgoing and sassy. I feel like I need to know so much more about McKinley. I know. There's. I want to know where the sass is. When does it come out? Is it after a few drinks? Is it when he's really comfortable with you? So he has started his own business in the cannabis industry, and his parents have been married for 45 years. That's what he is aspiring for. He thought he found this with his ex. They were together for a couple of years on the verge of taking the next step, getting engaged, getting married, when one day he received a text of a ring. He thought, oh, great, this is a ring you want. Perfect. She said, no, I just got engaged. This is definitely going to come up again in future conversations between McKinley and Dominique. How is he going to reveal this? Okay. There are there's so many plot holes in this story. What the hell was going on with you and your ex that clearly you had this weird communication issue where you thought, oh, we're boyfriend, girlfriend on our way to marriage. And she that- says... Oh, I'm engaged. I think that's exactly what it was. I think he thinks they were together. And it was like, they maybe weren't. Maybe it was not... Friends with benefits kind of thing? Yeah, like it wasn't fully... But then it's so hard to say that because is it years of not making that known? Because at some point, don't you kind of like intermesh lives? Yeah, or when you... Like, this is my girlfriend, Jen, or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And does she introduce him to people or did she always keep them separate? I'm and, and there's, it's just there's a more to this story. And it would make sense if it was six months. Okay, you can kind of see how that could happen, but three years is a long time. So I don't know. And I'm wondering if we should go back and watch the matchmaking special where I'm assuming they get into this or the after party. So maybe we'll see if there's any more info out there. God, side rant. I honestly don't like all that this extra shit. No, I don't even like two hours of a show. Like the two, the two hour matching special, which I'll give them credit when the season actually kicked off. It feels like we were skipping a bunch of shit we usually watch. I'm like, thank God. Like we're yeah. kind of trying to speed this up, and I really hope they listen to us, and we get faster content. So it's 23 episodes, which translates into 23 weeks of content which is absurd because the experiment in real time is eight weeks. This is almost three times the amount of episodes than there are weeks in this show. And I mean, if you think about it, then that really, you have to question, is anything real? Because you are taking... We're crawling. But not only that, but you're creating storylines that may not even be a thing. You're grabbing, I mean, we noticed it last season and the season prior to where people had new tattoos out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they didn't. And then, I mean, just timelines of things were super weird. Mm. 
We're ranting a lot today. I'm sorry. I think it's because our first time we get to talk about maths again. And well, like weeks, real talk, so we're, we're, we're talking all this shit, but they suck us right back in. Oh yeah, we're here. Like we're here. <laughs> we enjoy it. Like I said on Twitter and Instagram, guys, it's gonna be 23 weeks. We gotta get comfortable with each other. Definitely, it's gonna be a marathon. Definitely not a sprint. You could literally train for a marathon in the time this show. <laughs> you <is> could going <laughs> to be airing. We could do couch to five k like easily in this time frame. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so McKinley says he's tired of dating. He wants a long term life partner and someone to bring him out of his shell. He says, "I want her to be happy." And I loved hearing him say that. I think that's incredibly unique to where someone doesn't just think about, I want to be happy. I want to be with someone. I'm tired of being alone. He wants his partner to want him as well and to be happy with him. I thought that was sweet. The showrunners are crafting this very carefully, whereas uh, in the previous couple with Shaquille and Kirsten, where if it does work, you can see where there could be sort of this respect with each other as far as how serious they take their uh, education and themselves professionally. Whereas with uh, Dominique and McKinley, if he is as shy and introverted as he's sort of selling us, it seems like Dominique could break him out of his shell or have a good balance of, you know, be spontaneous, put yourself out there versus being very introverted. Totally. And I can see it. Like she's a bit of a partier and she's might be more outgoing, but maybe that's what... He wants, kind of, sounds like. I thought this story was interesting to throw in by his friend, saying when they were in high school for the talent show, he wrote a love poem for his ex-girlfriend, pouring his heart out in front of everyone. So is this dude just a hopeless romantic, has been his whole life? I have a a story time about this. Oh, no. I've never seen this done for an ex-girlfriend, but yeah, in middle school, there there was a gentleman who like wrote a love poem for like the talent show, I think, I don't know if they were dating or if he was basically professing his love to a girl. I thought they were dating. Okay. So me and Leon went to the same middle school, but we weren't friends. We just like knew of each other. And Mm. I remember that. You do? Yes. But I also can't, I I, thought they were like in a newish relationship. I think, I think so. Like it wasn't appropriate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But like, like an eighth grade. I also can't. Yeah. Were they even together? I, I don't know. But the story didn't strike me as too crazy because I'm like, well, I've literally witnessed exp- it. I've literally witnessed this. So it's it's really not. I forgot memory. about that. What a core memory unlocked of those talent shows. There, there's just some shit in childhood that you just do not forget. I remember just looking at the girl and being like, oh, my God, this is heavy. Oh, it was. Didn't we have a, a projector connected to a camera? So like. So you can see the person oh, yeah. doing their talent. Oh, yeah. But I think they panned to the girl too. So oh. it was like so... <laughs> Oh no, this poor girl. Yeah, it was it was that young awkward. trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor Cal says that Dominique and McKinley are a good match because they have similar attachment styles. In my notes I wrote, but are they healthy attachment styles? They both like independence and don't want a spouse who is overly needy. And I I don't know. That's not what I got from McKinley at all. Did he? I didn't hear this ferocious independence where he just wants someone to be on the ride with him. He wanted someone to take him out of his shell. So I didn't really. That felt really random. What is your prediction on them? You know, it's funny. I'm I'm looking way too closely at their pre-can couple shots. And some of these couples, they're they're not like embracing each other as far as like. Yes. Body language is big. And in the case of Mac. 
Mac. I don't want to call him Mac. <laughs> McGinley and Dominique. She's actually has her hand over his shoulder. I'm like, oh, that's like a cute. But little... is it a friend shoulder mm. attachment or is it okay. like okay? Do you think they're gonna be into each other? Oh, the preview kind of ruined that for me. Remember when she's like packing stuff and crying as she's no, walking no. down the hall? At at, 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 at this wedding, point, at the wedding. Do you think oh. at the wedding they would be like, oh, I'm attracted Ooh, to you? We didn't get a I'm preview of that. Exactly. Uh, she was very into the dancer. I say yes on first looks. Will he be able to keep her interested? Probably not. If he's really shy and introverted, I don't see that really working. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me. On decision day. It's going to be, yep. For both. Yep. I say because he's clearly very into love when he's there. He says yes, she says no. Good catch. You're probably going to get that dub, but it's all right. I mean, let's be honest. Should any of these people be together? (laughs) Maybe. We'll, We'll find out. I, I need more information. This is why it's like way too early to tell predictions, but yeah, it's going to be fun. So along with you always wanting to call McKinley Mac, I also want to do that, but I keep wanting to call Dominique Dom. And then all I think is Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So, I can't, <laughs> so I can't, that's why. I can't, yeah. I but if someone on the show starts calling them these short versions, I'm doing it because then I figure it's okay. All right. Moving on. We have Nicole, 32 years old, serving the sass. Matched with Chris, 36 years old, Mr. Nice Guy. Part of me wants to think that Nicole is going to end up taking over this season. Do you? Just because she seems like not a wild character, but just she's going to be very vocal. She's she's going to be in the drama, even if it's not connected (laughs) to her at all. I could see that. I just feel like she's going to be in there in the trenches. We have to have a full group setting a dinner, a party, an activity. So yeah, you're fully intertwined. I I feel like Nicole could lead a lot of those conversations. Yeah. Nicole says that she's a bitch with too big of a heart. Even when I'm super loving and compassionate, there's always a side of sass. Because that's just who I am. And then, okay. Again, giving grace. But my mind immediately went to, are you just providing an excuse for your bad behavior? So for a lot of the time, people are like, I'm so outspoken. I have no filter. That's just who I am. And I'm like, well, is that a good thing? Or should you kind of work on that? Is there like dash dash, I'm an asshole? (laughs) Yeah, like where is that line? Like you don't think you're an asshole because that's just who you are. But then like you, eh, maybe. Did you catch what Nicole does? I didn't. No. She also moved there. She's from Queens. I, I'm Nicole got love for you, but no no offense. I don't know if I'm moving from New York to Nashville. It's also popping. I don't okay. know. This came up on Mass Mafia with Twitter. Every single person from every single city says dating sucks in their city. Well, I that mean, story it's kind not, of a given. The story does not change. If you're going to a new city, just let it be known. It's going to be shit there too. Oh my God. It's just how it is. It's what we hear. <laughs> also, the only folks saying that are the people that are single. <laughs> well, who's are you dating if you're in a relationship? Maybe, but most likely not. <laughs> All right. So she grew up in Queens, New York. Her mom is FBI, a full blood Italian. And her dad is Jewish without a fun acronym, but that's okay. I feel like Nicole leans heavily to the Italian side. She does. She does. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> she says, I may be half Italian, but I have full Italian blood. But but you literally don't. But that's okay. Again, you live your life. Who am I to say no? But if we're talking facts. <laughs> she has a fur baby named Charlie, who she does ridiculous things for. So she gives us an example of how she has these 
what are they piggies yeah so it's piggy puppet theater where she has the piggies talk to each other and then charlie picks which one he wants to play with charlie didn't look interested at all in this process he just wanted to play he wasn't even looking in that direction. <laughs> I think she does this for herself more than Charlie. I, I had never seen this before. No. So she has not been successful in dating in Nashville. She says she paints every red flag green. She believes that she is so animated because she has so much love that needs to come out. I do think it's a good sign that she says she's looking forward to the little things in life with a husband. Those are some of my favorite things. The quiet moments, the little it's stupid inside jokes. That's nice. She says, I'm getting married to Charlie's dad. Uh, <laughs> Your fo- face. Folks are really torn on. I love dogs. I think they're cool. But we just had some, just the past season just gave us really bad vibes. Oh, that, I know. And the fact know. that there's so many dogs this season. It just uh, some folks are trolling. Like they better include a fucking how to introduce dogs guide. <laughs> Some, like, like to all the couples in some like welcome baskets because we just do not need another incident like that we don't need something we don't want the pets to like derail a possible blooming relationship cannot have that cannot have pet drama i cannot see any more doggy prisons i don't want dogs to be hurt yeah so let's just learn how to introduce them she says this is the last resort for me i haven't felt hope like this in such a long time which is so sad it is so sad, but then... She's great. She'll find her person. She shouldn't have, like, no hope. Like, I don't have a problem with like, her. Is, her is, sass. Is Maps the last hope, though? Absolutely not. This isn't... <laughs> this is just... You're here for this point in your life, for this adventure. I feel like Maps is super low stakes, personally, because it's not... Okay. Marriage is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Marriage in Maps' world is not a huge deal. People are saying like, oh, this is my one marriage. Don't do that to yourself. Don't put that expectation on it. There's going to be just a lot of pressure if you sort of go into it like that. Then we meet Chris. He reveals the news to his friends and well, his friend, I should say it was just one. But he says that he's never lived with a girl before. So that seems like it's going to be quite the learning curve as well. I think Chris was about. 20 uh excuse me 34 he's 36 36 mr nice guy mr nice guy so right off the bat i have to say he is my favorite of the gentlemen this season as a introverted awkward gal myself i appreciate an introverted awkward guy leon you're low-key awkward you just don't (laughs) you don't reveal it (laughs) yeah i I keep it inside as to where i I can't contain mine close but i'm only mentioning this because this is my personal, my own opinion, but I think folks that bring dumbbells to the uh, to the, the park and do full on okay. workouts are kind of odd. Well, because no one does that, and this is part of the weird production. I was like, I have some dumbbells. We're gonna go to the park. Head, this like, man doesn't do that. I was like, Chris, do you? No, no, this man does not. <laughs> Chris says that he's not mean. It's just not in him. He is who he is. But you know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone impressions are all him. That's a part of who he is. Meanness might not be, but impressions are. Do you think he does those when he's nervous? Yes. And I saw the preview of him doing it on his wedding day. And I was like, stop, stop, stop. That's even awkward for me. That's tied. You know, that's been with him since like high school. Yeah. You know, it's one person laughed at it. It makes people laugh Mm -hmm. and it's never gone away. 
it just needs to be brought down. Like you oh need to do that as minimally Yo, as possible. How much of a power couple would it be though if he whips out an impersonation and then Nicole follows with another one? <laughs> Yo. It would be so good if she was the Sylvester Stallone to his Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm here Whoa. for it. That would be and also that would be pretty epic. She has piggy puppet time. She could do okay. it. Okay, you know, I'm thinking this is a yes. Okay, me I, too. I'm, Let me get through this, but I'll tell okay, you why. All right, totally okay, agree. All right, all right. He describes himself as a hopeless romantic and does not believe that chivalry is dead. Adorable. All of his friends can't believe that he's still single, but he says he's just been horrible at picking partners. Divorce to him means failure. I also thought it was interesting that he mentioned two times that nice guys finish last. I love I think, a nice guy, like I a think, true nice guy. I, I could see Chris may or may not have had his heart broken multiple times. In the I past. think so. So Pastor Cal says that they are a natural match because they both are big hearted and deeply committed individuals. Agree. Can't talk too much shit about that. With both of them being equally obsessed with their dog children, their pairing is sure to lead to puppy love. Did Chris even mention having a dog? I never saw mention of a dog. I never saw him playing with a dog. So Charlie is definitely going to be the main child in their it relationship. Was, it was just shots of Chris snuggling his dog on the couch. And they're like, we're not going to fucking. Put this I guess so. In your intro reel. <laughs> so prediction. I think it's a yes. I say yes. And they go long term. He is so nice and respectful and wants to love someone. And she just wants to be loved. Like, she doesn't have a crazy expectation. I don't know. Theater time's weird. Impressions are weird. So it's perfect. <laughs> then we have Jasmine, 32 years old, queen without a king. And Eris, or is it Aris? I believe it's Eris. I think so, too. Okay. Eris, 39, reformed and ready for love. I thought... Eris telling his family was the most interesting of any individual on this show this season. They all mentioned his pickiness. Mm, always a red flag. And wanting to confirm they found you a match. He's never been in a serious relationship. Like it's he's this is too much of a stretch in my opinion. So the jump from going to. You possibly have never been in a committed relationship, a long-term one, to I am now completely married. That's You feel that's, just, that's way too big of a shift for someone yeah, to make. I think so. He says the one time that he made himself emotionally available, it backfired and he got hurt. He ghosted people, but he had never been ghosted before. He says that she pulled a me on me. He says the male ego is very fragile, so he spends... So he spent the next decade having his guard up. His dad was murdered when he was four years old and never had a solid stepdad around while growing up. He says that's a void that has been missing. But you're not going to, you know, it's weird that he mentioned that you're not going to fill that void with a, a spouse. No, especially if you haven't had success in that so far. Also, should we address that prior to combining lives with someone? Will that affect your relationship? Maybe. He hopes that his partner can elevate him, uplift him. He says that he's a work in progress and hopes she can join him on the journey of helping him become a better person. And in my notes, I wrote, 
are, is your hope that she will help make you a better person or are you guys trying to be better together? Because that's a very different thing. Even from their intro with Jasmine, like a queen looking for her king. I don't know if that picture means like someone I would need to work on. Yeah, I I think she wants that power couple and having someone that wants her to work on him doesn't. I mean, I don't know. I love his cousin. Let me point out. She kept it real the entire time. She says that he has a lack of experience in traditional relationships. He's never shared a space with someone and he's never been in a truly committed relationship. She says, walk away now. I mean, she's basically describing him as a... Yeah, she simply says, do not do this. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because eventually eventually you move on and maybe this is something this is what it takes for him to move on from that or to hit his next phase in life i'm concerned he has a very similar outlook as shaquille with well i had to be forced to be in a marriage this is the only way it was going to happen that's not great i also really love jasmine's family yeah i appreciate mason jar i appreciate mason jar drinks they're so fun. Yeah, they, Start they the night it. off with a shot, karaoke mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Perfect night. They decided to play Never Have I Ever. Okay, the way they word this, it's almost like they've just played it before. I, yeah. I do not play. We do not play Never Have I Ever. No. That's just weird. I, I'm trying to think. Okay, the only time we got close is playing King's Cup, right? Isn't that? I think so. Mm, well, I mean, I guess if you play it that way, it depends. So she really is a beauty queen. Like, for real. For real. There's titles. There's crowns. There's sashes. There were lots of titles given. I did not write them all down. But she's legit a beauty queen. And she's also a cheerleading coach. Six days a week. Ten competitive teams. She's in the gym all the time. I like how everyone's doing their little slow-mo jog. And then you have Jasmine over here doing just full-on backflips. I know. When I saw her workout scene, her slow-mo workout scene, I was like, nope, that one's real. This is legit. I see you. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty impressive. She feels she is single because she is stubborn and has not put aside the amount of time needed for a relationship. Yeah, she said she coaches 10 competitive teams. That's a lot. I cannot imagine how much time that takes up on the week, you know, day-to-day. Just planning, scheduling, routines, workouts. I, it's, it must be crazy. Uh, maybe if she does one-on-one training. I mean, there's, yeah, there's exactly. got to be a ton of stuff going on. All of her previous relationships have been long-term, though. Four to five years each. So why is she being matched with the, this gentleman? <sighs> I don't know. Do it's think... not great. I don't I don't think it's great. But you know who is great? Aunt Pat. Is this a couple folks are going to think, what the fuck is wrong with maths? Do they like set these people up for drama, for failure? Yeah. I hope I hope not. Like I hope somehow it works out. They have all the information about who these people are and I mm. just feel like she's ready to be married. Has already been in long-term relationships. She says I haven't given previous relationships enough time. I know I need to work on that. She has a good solid plan going into this. And then you have someone that's just never put any effort. <laughs> I mean, if she's like a nurturer then Maybe that's in her her breakdown of, and she mentions that. That's a good point, yeah. like, want to nurture a relationship and help someone. Okay, so I could see that then, that angle. If she's okay with it, then, yeah, maybe. Pastor Cal says that they are a solid match because Eris is looking for a beautiful black queen and Jasmine is literally that. 
Meanwhile, this queen is looking for her own king and Eris fits the bill. Didn't you feel like this description of why they were matched was so generalized that it didn't even really make any sense? Queen, king, yes, matched. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you- prediction. Yes, go. I'll let you go first. I say he says no, she says yes. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about going that hardcore with the yeses and nos, but I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it'd be the same for me. Okay. Again, if she's willing to really work with him, it could work if that's what she wants. And last but not least, we have Gina, 35 years old, spontaneous styling and slaying. She is paired with Clint, 40 years old, seeking a first mate. All right. So we talked about who my favorite guy was this season. Now we are at my least favorite guy, Clint. I really don't like Clint. I think he embodies everything I do not like in a partner. We we just rewatched the episode and I joked. I'm like, I think Clint has watched Top Gun one too many times. There's some sayings where I'm like, that's not. No one says that. He says something like, you don't cage the tiger. I'm I like, know. Ew, in casual conversation. <laughs> like, so Gina is a salon owner and hairstylist. She's opening a brick and mortar salon, but I don't really know what that means. What's a brick and mortar salon? It's basically just going to be her own establishment, her own building. Okay, that's cute. Versus, you know, renting a space from oh, some kind I of see. like little corner spot. She booked an Italy trip a month before she went, and she would say that's pretty adventurous. We are. Okay. <laughs> we are only... We're fucking lazy. I think we're just procrastinators. So like, while she says that's adventurous... Me and Leon didn't book our Italy trip till, I mean, maybe two weeks before we went. And that's being generous. And like it was to, not like adventurous. Days, like 10 days. Yeah. It was not adventurous. It was pure procrastination. Also, her photos look like a month in advance. Like she had pretty well planned and went to like multiple spots. Yeah, that felt, I felt like it was not, it was reasonable. <laughs> no, but that's cool. I mean, I'm happy for her. I mean, trip to Italy. It's incredible. That, that's great. That's a great intro. Tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do. That, that Likes was, to travel. That was fantastic. Yeah. Her last relationship was the first one that had been long term, but their lifestyles just didn't end up meshing. He broke up with her and it sounded like it was just kind of the end of that relationship. I mean, she worded it as Gina worded it as she's very career driven, you know, very like gung ho, like I have a path I'm going and that partner just wasn't on that trajectory. So it just kind of made sense to break up. Oh, someone said, my gosh, who was it that they broke up because the person wasn't happy? And I'm like, wait, wasn't that a totally valid reason to break up with someone? Yeah. I feel like if someone's not happy, they can leave the relationship. That Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that caught that on, <laughs> on Twitter. I was like, that was really weird. So Gina poured her heartbreak into the business And now she's going to have her brick and mortar. Something that her and her mom also talked about was having time, having time for a relationship. And she also echoes that she would make time for this relationship. She's been told that she's intimidating. And she mentions that people have not wanted to commit. So I believe with some of the other gals, she is also ready for marriage. Yeah, I'm curious if other either men she's dated, they're just not used to dating someone that's just such a strong independent woman have your own business right like really like i don't need you yeah like she's trying to fit you into her life right like she is established Mm -hmm. then it could be oh god i mean it could be a mind trip if maybe in 
their circles, it's just not a normal thing. They're used to kind of like traditional roles. I don't know how Nashville gets down. I'm not going to speak on that, mm. but I, I could see how it hasn't worked out for her. Then we move on to Clint. We see it's Sunday with the boys. Da boys. The boys. Da bears. I'm irrationally angry that the burritos on their all of their plates are not rolled. The tortillas are open. They are flat. The toppings are in the middle. And how are they eating these? It's like... Remember, Is it like a large no, no, taco? No. Remember, remember our friend from Utah who said... Um, he wanted nachos, but he got all Ugh. the toppings on the side. That was infuriating. And the restaurant fucking trolled him. They brought, like, because the fucking nachos, they have, like, 15 ingredients. They brought 15 individual containers on the side of the nachos. I hated that. Is that what that reminds you of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude. We need got, to grow up a little. You got to grow up just a little bit. Maybe ask for the salsa on the side. <laughs> just everything. I was like, just have your sad chips. And the the waitress was like, like everything? Yeah. And, like, how about you just tell me what you don't want? And they said, yeah, all of it. <laughs> I felt so bad. This poor lady had like a whole tray of just ramekins. Yeah. You were wondering like, why are Clint's friends all so much older? They are all older than him. If they're all into the same thing and the same circle is most likely sailing, I would imagine it's not really a young person's thing. I mean, it's very expensive. You know, it's just not, it's just really not for young people. That's true. Unless you like grew up with your pops like sailing, like you're really not doing that because I mean, you just don't got the money. Clint quantifies himself as a professional life liver. He likes exploring new things and is an adventurer at heart. Sailing is a lifestyle. He comes from generations of sailors. His dream is to have a significant other out on the water with him, just enjoying each other. Red flag number one, he lived with someone for four years but never proposed to them. And she was then just kind of over the relationship, it sounds like. She was not being her authentic self just Mm. to make him happy. It wasn't mentioned, but I assume Clint's career is actually something around sailing. I don't know if it's tourism or, you know, taking someone out on some ocean excursions or whatever. But I'm guessing it just connected with sailing. He mentions that he flies planes, but then they show him in a flight simulator, like in the corner of his apartment. So does he fly real planes or virtual planes? He could be working up to some kind of getting a license or something. I guess, but show me a picture of you in a plane. We don't need another pilot on the show anyway. The last one just was not I think, great. I think on Twitter, I re- you said something like, oh no, not another pilot. We don't need Going it. back to Eric. But yeah. And then I, I quote to you that and I said, I'm like, this guy doesn't know if he wants to be in the air or in the water. <laughs> Clint lets us know that regrettably he is not in the mile high club. That, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's weird. That's not, that's see, not something a 40 year old says. This is again, it's not Top Gun, but it's just like, like corny boys club things. I'm like, nobody, I don't just assume all pilots are in the mile high no, club. Like, I, I, don't I don't ever care. think of the mile high like, club. I don't care. And it's weird coming from a 40-year-old. <laughs> yes. He says he's willing to go to extreme measures to find the love of his life. Now, Pastor Cal says they both came from humble beginnings. 
Sailing? Question mark. I don't. I don't. I don't buy I don't, that. I don't sail, but I just imagine it's just really expensive. Yes, and I don't. Where is this humble beginnings coming from? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Jinxio Miyasada. No. <laughs> so both Clint and Gina are missing someone to share their success with. Clint is looking to find a wife who will share his hunger for adventure. And spontaneous Gina will be his enthusiastic yes girl. Disgusting. I hated that. He's gonna, She's going to be his yes girl? What does that mean? So he just gets to run this thing, run this ship, run this boat. No. Maybe I'm reading too into that. I'll give Pastor Cal some grace. But to say his yes girl, just this follow, follow along girl, didn't like it. Gina is a strong, independent woman. She has her own brick and mortar. Do you, how do you feel about the couple as far as working out? I feel so bad that Gina was paired with Clint. I think this is going to be a Brett and Ryan thing all over again. Oh, interesting. Interesting connection. Yeah. I think Gina's great and she'll be fine. She'll hold her own. She's ready to be married and Clint is not. That's actually a great couple comparison. So that's exactly what I see when I look at them. But they're they're both going to be a no. I think they're both going to be a no on decision day. Is that what yours is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. The guys and girls meet separately for drinks and food. And everyone is super shocked to hear that Dominique is 25. But don't worry. She's almost 26. <laughs> I mean, even Nicole mentioned that is so young. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, and even, even the way things are now, I mean, folks are getting married later and later. I mean, like going on this show at 25 just seems it's just... What? Yeah. Okay. We quickly go from what the couples hope to have in a partner to physicality. McKinley is fine with a 7 out of 10. And Shaquille says that he's going for a 10 out of 10. So I don't know. Are these realistic? I thought we were supposed to be aiming for like a 70%, a C. I think folks have... Rose-colored glasses. They just think maths is going to work miracles and give them their dream. And, well, it's on the piece of paper. I said I want a 10 out of 10s. And they said they matched me, so I'm getting a 10 out of 10. But also it's so subjective. So what's a 10 to the matchmakers is may not be a 10 to them. But they will not accept that. Nicole is joking that she needs to give her partner a safe word, Pineapple. For the times that they might be getting into a fight, things are getting a little too heated, they need a break. I mean, I mean they showed not jazz. a horrible <laughs> I mean, way they, to do it. They showed Jazz and she's like, I think pineapple's going to be said a lot. <laughs> I think so too. But again, like, is Chris really going to like really stick his foot down for something? I, I mean, I he's going to be so. so nice to her. I don't think so. Dominique again mentions that she thoroughly enjoys a GNO, a girl's night out. What she looks forward to the most are bachelorette parties, birthday parties, and just generally going out with the girls. Kristen says that when you're married, you should be home cooking, rubbing your man's feet, catering to him. Excuse me? <laughs> I wonder if Kristen's outlook is going to change when she's in a married situation. <sighs> I don't. It's it's not realistic. I, I get, okay, so in her head, the marriage is a very traditional roles and you cater to your man, but with how she is and she's picky in her personality and she's so strongly willed, I don't see that automatically becoming now I cater and bow down to a man. I just don't see that working for her. 
Even if that's what she thinks that it's going to be. I mean, honestly, she could be just very traditional. I mean, yeah, we don't know her enough. I guess I'm going off of this very manufactured intro. Mm -hmm. We then move on to the topic of children. McKinley definitely wants kids. It's It's at the top of his list. Shaquille also wants kids. He wants to be able to say, that's my seed. Weird, weird way to say it. And then Kirsten wants two to three kids, preferably a boy and then a girl and then be done. Jasmine has a lot of baby fever, so every time she wants a kid, she just gets a dog. So far, she has collected four. Four dogs. That's a lot of energy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I don't. That was Kirsten with the four dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, I don't. I don't know. I think I think Shaquille's gonna be like. Does he even have a dog? Not that I saw. No. Like, what if he's not into pets? What if he's allergic? I don't know. (laughs) You better go get these allergy shots in order because you're gonna have to do it. Yeah, why did I think it was Jasmine with the four dogs? I don't know why I thought that. But anyway, yeah. Wait, that- I think you're right. Did I write it wrong? Wait, now that I say it, move your wander over because you have all the pictures up. <laughs> it was Jasmine. Oh, well. But yes, she collects dogs. Well, that, so does Eris well, have a dog? Well, yeah. I, either way, I didn't whether even think was, he had a dog. Whether it was Shaquille or Eris, and everyone's going to be like, well, you just fucking watched the show. How do you not fucking remember? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't give us a bad review. We're working on it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Taking down notes while watching a show is harder than you think as the show <laughs> continues to go and you're trying to catch up on taking notes, okay? It's fucking hard. <laughs> Give us some goddamn slack. Okay. But seriously, whether whether it was Shaquille or Eris, like, yeah, like, I don't think either one of them showed us having a dog. So, like, what if no. he's not cool with dogs? What if he doesn't we'll want a dog? You have four. That's, that's a big difference. What if he was like, oh, perfect. I have four cats. <laughs> Honestly, I really... I really hope this questionnaire from Mass is really in-depth because then it would say, are you comfortable having a pet? Are you comfortable with dogs? Are you comfortable with a cat? Oh, I'm sure that's all brought up, right? I really hope it's on there. So Eris brings up sex with the guys. Chris hasn't had sex in a year and the guys are taken aback. Eris says he's going to start calling him the 40-year-old virgin and hopes he still knows how to use the tools in his tool belt. Chris isn't about the hookups. Honestly, it wasn't a big deal to me. Me neither. I'm like, what a sweetheart. Maybe you're not actively dating. You're taking a break. It's not that big of a deal. You're signing up for Married at First Sight, so you're getting ready to be married. Clint. (laughs) Eris. Eris. That was... What did you think about that? I... Okay. I think your mindset... Actually, I'll let you go first. Eris and Clint are totally full of shit. It was not two weeks ago. It was probably a couple nights ago was the last time they had sex. I absolutely did not buy oh, that. they. It was the casually, night before they found out. the night before they found oh, out. Oh, convenient. No, absolutely not. Probably had sex last night, for all we know. So, no, I do not buy that. And, uh, yeah, they they just don't really have a lot of... They're not thinking of these women as potential partners, which is fine. I mean, have your hookup. That's fine. But let's say you were a month into a relationship and you have to say, about to get married. Bye. That's weird. But but even then, you're probably not going to succeed in this experiment because mentally you're not prepping yourself. You're not getting ready for the seriousness of this situation. Yeah. Like. There should be all these little steps, and I don't don't say should, but everyone's past going to be different. But you're already, it's hard to say because, yes, they, if we believe them, you you didn't know if you were matched. So, for all you know, you're not matched yet, you're single, which who are we to say, like, you should just stop living your life and doing your thing? That's true. That's true. 
but from our perspective, we don't believe them. We think they're full of shit. <laughs> and they were still dating, even though they're deep into this process. Like you have to know you're a finalist if you're still getting contacted. But, but it's right? also it's also like how are you carrying yourself? Because in one in one instance, you're oh, I'm signing up for maths, maybe to find my future partner, but I'm also dating five people. I mean, I get someone could say, well, what if in their natural way of dating folks, they actually find someone and they could say, hey, uh, I need to pull out of this show. Like I actually found this incredible person. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But the other side is like, you're not starting to change your mindset of, you know, because two weeks to change your mindset is a really, yeah. it's really fast. And I also feel like to them, Eris and Clint, it was more of a, I'm going to do as much as I can while I can. It wasn't a preparation to become married type of mindset. The girls go on the same topic, talk about when the last time they had sex. But we also find out that Kirsten is very clear they need to roll out the tape. <laughs> he needs or- to be six or seven inches. Okay. I don't know what Maps is doing, it's but I much. feel like folks, as we go on, they're getting more and more comfortable. Now, I don't mind because I'm the viewer watching at home and I think this is great television, but. Well, here's the thing. I feel like last season was a significant shift in what they showed sexually, what they talked about. I mean, we always had Nate and Stasha getting real comfortable with each other. And we also found out that season that I'm a prude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would always start off our segments with like, I'm not a prude, but no, I just accepted it last season. I'm definitely more prudish than others. And so I don't know if, I don't know, this type of talk wasn't always introduced. And now it's just the norm. So it's interesting to see kind of how that fits in. It was interesting to see everyone's perspective of if their partner isn't well fitted in some ways they need to be able to provide something in others and just how openly they talked about that i thought was just it just makes for really funny tv to me yeah and then we talk about consummating the marriage the guys are open to anything that happens and the girls seem to be more hesitant to consummate on the first night i mean a lot of them brought up a good point they're just gonna be tired (laughs) it's a long day well i'm tired some of the ladies were saying that you know, I want a relationship to develop, but then I think I'm really going to like Jasmine because then they show Jasmine again and she's like, <laughs> uh, Nicole is getting it in day one. Can't wait to get the text. I'm like, okay, I really like Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> then we move on to the bachelor bachelorette parties. Finally, finally, the women get dancers. Now they may have had them in the past, but they never showed them. You, you mentioned this probably every single season. And when they started coming out, I think I screamed. I was like, oh, my God, finally, they finally did it. Finally. And it was quality. We're all about <laughs> we're all about equality here. And, um, you know, I was happy for the ladies, you know, do your thing. And, yeah. and they, they fully took advantage. They were going in. I mean, there was women in the air. I was like, um, <laughs> What? So there was ab licking, there was body shots, there was women with their crotches on men, men's faces in the air. A lot was happening. It was arguably more spicy than the men's. No one pulled a Nate. Some of these strippers are a little forward. Oh, a little uh, forward. very. Dominique at one point joked that she spends too much time with strippers. 
Again, so she the, really enjoys her the, bachelorette the old time. Soul? Old soul. It's so funny. At one point, Chris is kind of rallying the guys around him to talk about wanting it to work and deleting the dating apps. And I don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> the bachelor party. Eris mentions he did not delete the app. He did snooze it, which I found out means like... Like disable alerts, probably. Essentially, like when you disable your Facebook and it like you, I don't think you have. Eris is not. It doesn't show up anymore. He's I don't not think. sending it's good, not, good messaging. It's not great. No. <laughs> like Eris, what what do you think is going to happen in two weeks? You know, if you don't delete a dating app. We're seeing how it goes. <laughs> now, you know, Clint living up to the expectation of my least favorite man this episode or excuse me, this season he asks, are you all ready to settle down with just one vagina? Now, I don't want this to be a double standard thing because like we did talk about manhood with the women, which isn't great either. You don't want to objectify them or say, you know, has to be this size. I get it. But they didn't technically say like, oh, are you fine with one penis forever? Like that wasn't a topic. Sure. Granted, size is also not the greatest topic in front of everyone. But it's also sort of implied. Yes. But... The fact that Clint is immediately reducing a relationship, a marriage, a woman to just a vagina is pretty shitty. I didn't love it. Sadly, I I just have a feeling Clint is not going to grow on you. No, he's already on the I don't like him. I feel bad for Gina. She doesn't even get like a fair good guy to start this out with. He's on your or Ryan from the office. Writing, the shit list. Writing yeah. in my journal, Clint. Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Eris says that he thinks one vagina can be fun. He can focus on mastering the one vagina. When I, I get what he's saying, like why be meh with you know, multiple vaginas when you can be a professional, a master of one. When we first got introduced to the couples, not going to lie, I thought it was going to be a pretty boring season. Yeah, same, because I also don't like, I don't really like anyone at the beginning. I, <laughs> like, think, I don't get attracted to anyone. I think it's got a chance to be entertaining. I think there's going to be already in previews some explosiveness. Yes. Not that that's a good thing, um, but inevitably it happens in maths. And I think I think we're going to be okay. Then we see Dominique off on her own talking to one of the dancers. The topic turns from drinking to tits. Their words, not mine. And her reaching into her pocketbook as she pointed to her breasts saying, get it, pocketbook. She was retrieving her vape pen that had alcohol spilled on it while he was doing a body shot off of her. The dancer then follows that up with, listen, girl, I can give you something else to suck on. This dude. What the hell? This stripper is having the time of his life. <laughs> like, he's enjoying the moment. Oh, my God. The way my eyes would get so big and i just walk away. I'd be like, oh, no. No, no, no. So much so in like the little bit of the after party that we watched, they mentioned like, please tell me no numbers are given out. Like, yes. As far as we know, Dominique did not give out well, any numbers. Also, if I remember right, Jasmine was like, I didn't even know that happened. So who knows? Yeah. Then there are the typical dress scenes, tuck scenes. We don't really talk about it too much because what would we talk about? Trying on a dress. We liked it. Okay. Right. Like <laughs> all things considered. It's surprising that, you know, in maths, unless there's just weirdness in the wedding, like what you wear for the most part is like not going to alter. Like it's just not going to alter your relationship. Whether you have a 
red suit, black suit, yeah. blue suit, whatever. Well, let me tell you, men, you can't go wrong with a classic black oh, suit. I know. Let's uh, not Sha- get too crazy. Shaquille was like, this doesn't scream dapper. I'm like, fuck dapper, bro. You're going to no. classic as fuck. You want classic. Like, bro, you're not going to go wrong with a black suit. No. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think everyone's going to look great in their wedding. I mean, I think they... Yeah. No, they chose really cool stuff. I'm. Ex- do you think the? I'm, I already know the answer, but do you think the weddings are going to be more than one episode? Oh yes, and it's going to be awful. Two, Technically, we didn't even see a wedding yet. Two episodes of wedding. Yeah, two episodes of weddings to finish them all up, and then it's going to do that thing where it's awkward. We're at the reception with some people, wedding starting at some. When I just wish yeah. we would just knock out the weddings and be done, and mm-hmm. let's move on. I also wish we didn't even see them pick their clothes, that it was a reveal to everyone, including the audience, about what dress was picked, what suit was picked. That would be interesting. Yeah. I want to give me the fun surprise. I The whole thing can just be a big surprise. The big reveal of the wedding dress, the reveal of what they look like at each other, the families, just all of it. I appreciate that Kirsten has thick glasses as also a fellow football-shaped eye girl. <laughs> Her glasses were a little thick. I enjoyed it. So Kristen's mom was not answering her phone for the longest time. And I honestly think by the error message, she just forgot her bill date. Oh, versus maybe it died? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it died because it was an actual error message saying they like can't accept calls right now. I just think she missed her bill date. We need to get moms on some auto. Auto auto paying. (laughs) So she wants her husband to have a low cut, low haircut and a beard. So we're halfway there. Not too far off. <laughs> she doesn't know what if she wants a bald-headed husband. This. Why are they this, doing this to people? This needs to be on the questionnaire. Yeah, because Marilla was also very clear. No bald-headed husband. And here we are. Stop doing that. But also, okay. Let's say they're perfect for each other without that. I mean, are you really going to pass it up because of that? So we find out that her dad is not coming to the wedding because he didn't want to get COVID tested. She says that she is his firstborn and that she is very close with her dad. So I found that incredibly heartbreaking for her because it could have been just one thing he did for her. In an ideal world, this would be her one marriage. And he is here and he is, I would assume, healthy and you are able to be here. Well, the con con being that, I mean, if this works out and they end up having a beautiful marriage, kids, all that whole nine yards and you, you didn't go to your daughter's wedding. Yeah, it's sad. I felt so bad for her. They were talking about how the honor was passed to, I believe, her brother, but you just assume your dad's going to walk you down the aisle if if he's in your so, life and present. And she says he is. So I don't know. We're all about the energies. And <laughs> we are. Do you think that this just puts like a just a really weird energy on the marriage? Like it's destined maybe just to not be right because well, the parties that should be there should be present, should be supporting. They're not really there. So I don't think so because... What would be worse is a negative energy on the day. So you can say that there is a negative energy on the day because he his presence is missing. Mm-hmm. But would it be worse if he was there and he was a jerk? I mean, not not saying that correlates at all to not wanting to be COVID tested, but just the fact that they could get over it and it could still be fine. But mm-hmm. it's it's now something that is not 
in quote of your fingers, your perfect day. Yeah. Something, someone did something that affected your day. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. So mom eventually arrived. She looked exhausted. I wonder if she got lost. Poor thing. But she was there. They made it happen. Yeah, it was looking real stressful. And I feel like we were almost going to get a hint of Kirsten's personality. You think so? I thought she handled it pretty well. I don't think I would have handled it as well. <laughs> I would have been like sending people to go get my mother. We we shall see, but I am excited for this season. Shaquille starts getting emotional as he's getting ready with his groomsmen. He always talks about having to be the strong person, tearing up. And his groomsmen are so supportive of him. And it was really nice to see them gather around him, lift him up, tell him it's going to be okay. Kristen is getting ready and she says that she has to go get a mint because she wants her husband to be able to kiss her if she allows him to. Foreshadowing, breadcrumbs coming back to that. Hang on. All right, I'll, I'll hang on. I'll hang on. <laughs> One of the bridesmaids asks, so what's the signal? What's a yes? What's a no? Great question. That's a good friend. Kristen says if it's a yes, she will go crank it up, which I'm wondering if it was like a hand motion, a thumbs up, because we couldn't really see her hands. So something like that. She says if it's a no, she might give eyes like yikes a <laughs> or she may just have him kiss her on the cheek. Guys, guys, it's not looking good. No. Her bridesmaid immediately says, no, don't be that person. Let that man kiss you on the lips. This is where I think they're uh, going to get us. Okay. I feel like in the preview, they're going to show us this whole side embrace cheek kiss thing. Yes. But then they're actually going to kiss. She said it herself. It was the sign, though. So why would she go back on the no? Will the doctorate make her say yes? <laughs> he just whispers in her ear. I am a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. <laughs> No, no, but yeah, if it doesn't work out and we just see a little cheek kiss or maybe just a little boop, just a little cheek to cheek. It was bad. It wasn't even like a mutual cheek kiss. It was, I'll allow you to kiss my cheek and I'm going to hug you like I hug someone Um, that I'm meeting. Yep. That's a stranger, which technically is a stranger, but it was like, there was nothing there. Okay. Real side, close side tangent. Bridesmaids dresses, gorgeous. Love the material, the mm-hmm. slits. Everyone yep. looked great. Yep. I know I said we weren't going to talk about dresses, but do you see how I'm more interested in their dresses than the bride dress? So I think we'll have a lot to talk about next episode with this cheek kiss. Given that, she said it was a sign that it was a no. I think they're both really cool. I mean, again, like we are rooting for these people and we want it to work out, but it's just not meant to be. It's not meant to be. And Exactly. Like always... The individual's happiness and health over a toxic relationship. So regardless, just want them to be happy. But for now, we'll talk about them in the context of this person they've been matched with. All right. Anything else? No, just thank you all for tuning in. Excited to cover this season. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you for joining us on another season. What is this? The third season we've covered? Yep, I believe so. I believe so, too. So it'll be a wild ride. Let's get comfortable with each other. We're going to be here every week till summer. All right. I hope you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, y'all.